Hello and welcome to the 112th roundup of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu. I'm the founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, especially automation, paid media, and my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that's already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right. It's Microsoft Excel. So if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid media, implementing scripts, or even just cutting your spend on your data analysis tool why don't you send me a message at hello at mindswan.com or get to me on facebook twitter or instagram with the handle mindswan ppc and um yeah talking about instagram especially um this um podcast does have its own instagram account which is ppc chat underscore twitter underscore roundup that allows you to um see like little clips snippets of um get hair snippets of the of the podcast and just like some nice quotes that I feel that you know could really motivate us in um this times um our current times and for the future um so anyway getting on to it um so yeah this week I am recording from again from my lovely home um not quite a view the blinds are closed <laughs> it's evening right now um but yeah just enjoying some nice also just, um, um want to quickly get through this because I've got some amazing meatballs and um pizza waiting for me for dinner so in this week's discussion, we have April Dunford, um, author of the book, Obviously Awesome, How to Nail Product Positioning So Customers Get It, Buy It, Love It, um, leading us on a topic of positioning, unsurprisingly, and how it leads, uh, how it relates to PPC. Um, she gives some great examples on her profile, especially a Twitter profile, um, on how proper positioning has led to explosive um, growth. So I'm sure she'll have some great questions and answers for us as well. Um, but first, before we get into um, the discussion, um, I would like to give a quiz, you know, like similar to what I did last week, related around our topic. Um, okay, maybe not directly related to our topic. Um, it is about average position. I <laughs> just use the same position. Um, but um, yeah, I'm not sure how average position is specifically about um, positioning. But anyway, on to the quiz. So the question is, when, and that's month and year, when did Google stop allowing us to report on average position um so yeah listen to the end of the podcast to get that answer so back to april um well actually julie even she's um welcomes us to the chat julie says i'm so excited about our guest host today april dunford um i saw her at CFest last fall and she has she was nothing short of amazing um so we will be talking about positioning today and how it relates to ppc um and yeah april herself says greetings super excited to be hosting today we're talking about all things positioning and she starts off the, with the question which is a soft one what if anything does the term positioning mean to a ppc marketer john kagan starts us off saying how you message and compare your brand within generic um within generic category based queries yeah that's a very straightforward answer and i actually would agree with that one um and then julie says um i've read your books so to me positioning means how you talk about your product or services what is the story you're telling potential customers about what it does or solves as in replies to question one saying hello for me it's about placing a brand or product in the customer's mind or purchase consideration journey also could include your messaging and where exactly you deliver that to um and then yeah we've got um dara dara De- 
Dara Denny replying saying, I'm not super familiar with this term in regards to PPC. Maybe my agency just calls it a different thing. But to me, it's two pronged choosing the story and choosing the audience. And yeah, that's very great and simple answer. Um, April Dunford then goes on saying, I've got another question to you while we're starting off. I'm interested in storytelling and how we use it in a particular in a practical way in marketing, do you use storytelling as a tool in your work? How do you use a structured turret storytelling approach? I feel that's like four questions in one, but let's see how our experts do with that one. Um, Emma Franks replies to question one saying, what a great quest first question. In PPC, I initially think of ad position, ad position when I hear the term positioning, which is weirdly distinct from my response if I heard it from a non-PPC marketer, where it goes back to USP and what makes our brand or offer unique in the market. Um, so yeah, Julie then goes on to say, the most successful ad initiatives are selling a story to the potential buyer. What are you showing them and telling them about how your product or services will change their circumstances this is true for tiny and huge purchases alike um, we've got Sanjeev replying to question one saying it's like this as a company I have a product as a customer you have a perception of my product positioning is the act of carefully chiseling that perception to make it how I want it to be perceived and um, yeah April replies to that so that's saying I like this so simple and so correct um, and then, yeah, I replied to this one saying, for me also, I think it's tone of voice in your ad copy. So how you talk to your client to encourage them to make the desired conversion actions, whether it's fun or serious, pushy, or are you always offering a sale? And um, yeah, that could be a specific strategy you're going for, but I don't think it's actually the right one. So I'd always say that, yeah, go back and forth from offering a sale so that people know that they actually, there's a special occasion when a sale is actually being offered. And then in answer to question one, we've got Amalia going positioning. Where are you in relation to the competitors and how do you differentiate yourself and not just necessarily in your industry because search queries can trigger ads from all over. It's a wild west. <laughs> Dara Denny replies to question um, two. I think the second one that um, April um, gave says, um, I'd like to use a more structured approach when it comes to storytelling in PPC. For the most part, I currently use two broad strategies showing the features of the product and the better life achieved UGC has been huge for this almost like an oral buyer of the product and in in regards to the second question Andrew McGarry replies saying in paid media space many of us are used to going in with hard sell rather than storytelling by this filling this form testing a story landing page as a first interaction can be eye-opening we discovered last year leading with story in q1 to q3 can work in work with story in Q1, yeah, to, Q, to quarter one to quarter three, um, can work. April replies, that's cool. Can you talk more about this? I'm always looking for good storytelling examples that are very practical. Sandra replies, product page as first time landing page equals to cold audience, hard sell. If the page is your typical thin catalog e-com thing, it doesn't sell the benefits or the brand story. Custom story driven landing pages for first time visitors can massively increase returning conversion rate um, and then it continues at least depending on the product and the time of the year when we tested in q4 it didn't work shoppers are too busy to explore stories and more just want the thing thereafter so it's q1 to q3 play for us that's a very good strategy and then he continues e-com sites still have 
have this old-fashioned notion of this is the product page and over the and over um in the editorial this is the cool write-up what an e-com site does in 2020 is just anti-user journey in so many practical ways <laughs> and yeah everybody pretty much agrees with that and um, on bounce replies those are some killer insights andrew thanks for sharing definitely something for our content team to chew on and yeah it's very much um very much a, th- a good thing to think about when you're talking about content and reply to that worth a business case test to try new layouts quickly for anyone constrained by current platform product page template on bounce is one way to do that at speed without company politics turning it into a stake old holder glacier <laughs> um so yeah there were lots of testing being pushed their way i feel for um for unbounce amalia fowler replies to the second question saying um, with storytelling it's dependent on the client for me sometimes we don't have access to enough of the bigger picture to really play a role when i have brand or voice assets or stories um or i get to help with them that's where the gold is um Dagar thomas replies to the first one saying at its most basic positioning is the who um, that you sell to. Um, this can bleed into what benefits or features of your product you choose to highlight. Positioning fills in this blank. I make dash widgets for dash. Um, and then we've got Amalia, um, sorry, Emma Franks even saying, um, I think storytelling applies in at least two ways in marketing or PPC. First, the storytelling we use when communicating with prospects and customers. And second, the storytelling we use internally in making sense of and decisions based on data. And then Amalia, answer, um, Amalia answers, continues her answers to the second um, question, which is about storytelling and um, how she says it's dependent on the client for me. Sometimes we don't have access to enough of the bigger picture to really play a role. She continues saying, because clicks cost money, sometimes I actually try to filter out clicks via the ad copy itself, especially if it's niche, and then um, introduce the story on the landing page. Um, and then, yeah, Dogar Thomas replies saying um, it's cheesy and overused, but the blue water, red water dichotomy really helped me under, understand the value of position. Positioning makes positioning makes sure you're in a class of your own. And um, April replies to that saying this is very true. Rise and trout, the guys that coined the term position positioning, described it as creating a file folder for a product in the minds of your customer. Um, and then Ryan Bennion replies question to the first question, say, um, saying, I think of positioning statement when you say, which to me, uh, means that your cu- customers or potential customers should be able to identify what you do differently than your competitors and convey your value in a brief two through three sentence statement. It's very different from everybody. Um, and then we've got Julie actually um, posing a question to April saying that um, you told so many great stories during your talk. Do you have a favorite that shows the essence of positioning? April replies, stories are too hard to do on Twitter. Not enough characters. I can give you my best quote about positioning though. Marketing can polish a turd. Positioning can turn your turds into fertilizer. <laughs> nice. Um, Sanjeev then replies to that saying, on the contrary, Twitter forced me to become a better storyteller. 240 characters where the const- where the constraint I didn't know I needed. Twitter threads um, are a great way to tell a story with each tweet containing one key point and all of it coming together as a story. And yeah, and April even responds to that saying, I agree with that. I, t- I think Twitter has forced me to be succinct. Yeah, it really forces you to be succinct. And I feel like, yeah, when you do a story, like the way um, my favorite author, Joanne Harris, she'll do a story um, in like maybe 10 or 12 tweets. And it's really good way to make sure that you follow 
follow through, get loads of likes because she started off saying, I'm about to tell a story. And so you sit there waiting for the next tweet that's going to come. So I think that's a great strategy that she uses. Um, and I think that's something that we can do with Twitter in terms of storytelling, connecting different tweets together. Um, Sanjeev then also continues saying, yes, and storytelling is a tool, um, than a skill with a few right steps where you can say can become a story. Here's how I work a story. Super simplified. One, identify a core thread Two, start, sell a problem. Three, mid, sell a solution. Four, and evoke an emotion. Five, call to action. Yeah, I would have even thought, um, the end would have been sell a solution, but no, after selling a solution, you need to definitely evoke an emotion. I totally agree with that one as well. And then we've got um, an answer from Sri Krishna, um, replying to the first question saying, I'm no expert in this, but based on my learning, I think I'll question myself on my positioning strategy because if it was done right, my website visits would have grown organically and I probably may not need to consider PPC. Happy to be corrected. April replies, haha, well, that might very well be true. In my mind, the great positioning is necessary, but insufficient for product success. It needs to be embodied in great marketing that could be paid organic or otherwise depending on my market market buyers, etc. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, Julie replying saying, telling the right story or positioning, I would argue is even more important in PPC versus other, other marketing because each click costs the advertiser money. And yet so many organizations do it so badly. I agree. Um, Colin Slattery replies, curious about telling the right story in PPC. Actually, I feel like quality score and storytelling are almost diametrically opposed on Google. Um, Julie replies, the platform certainly would prefer if we were less detailed in our positioning, in our ad copy and landing pages, it would seem. But in my experience, having the right message is so powerful in getting quality leads or customers. Azim replies, that's a great point. I wonder um, what April's, April's views are on competitor or competitive positionings where advertisers cost each other money. Um, yeah, Julie replies, great having you in the chat today. Um, and then we've got a reply to that from Phil Drinkwater says, I totally agree. There's nothing more unlike, more likely to promote a spend on UX and CRO than seeing your money go up in PPC smoke. Sam replies for smarter, digitally savvy organizations who don't super silos. Yes. Um, for others, it's more like how many bottles of Evian do we need to extinguish this fire? So yeah, just small solutions instead of actually bringing a very um, proper point. And in response to the second question, Akshaya replies saying, when I was a sales engineer, I used storytelling while giving demos to prospects. And now as a PMM, I've started to write stories on why we're building a future feature to help people in the company understand the problem statement better. And then Dougar Thomas gives actually a very good question saying, is there a product that doesn't need positioning? Sanjeev replies to that saying, all products need positioning, but some really great products make it look like they weren't positions. When it's posi positioned, when it's done well, the positioning is almost invisible. I think that's a very good answer. Yeah, some, some positioning that is done is not even yeah, you know made obvious at all. Um, so yeah, and April Dunford replies to Azim where Azim had said, um, I wonder what April's views are on competitors on competitive positioning. April replies, great positioning gives you the confidence to say you should buy my competitor if you want X, but you should buy my stuff if you want Y. I think if, 
if you can do that in a fair way, customers appreciate it. It's the fair part that some companies lose sight of. Trevor Longino replies saying, I made about 250K on a product sale that recommended you buy from someone else's new product if you didn't like our old one. Wow, that's an incredible result. As Azim actually agrees to. Um, and then Julie replies, it gives a question here as well saying, how can the wrong positioning impact marketing and ultimately sales? I know we all probably have our own examples we have seen. And then we've got um, Sam replying to um, Julie where Julie had said the platform certainly would prefer if we were less detailed in our positioning and our ad copy and landing pages. Sam replies, absolutely, which is why I've been a vocal opponent of the Google Ads optimization score changes. I'm perfectly happy to take a hit on CTR and CPC to get the right clicks because clicks are valuable even if only they only if they lead to good customers yes and good customers that you actually are going to retain april then replies gives another question saying here's a question in my work as a consultant i'm often working with teams to help them think about their product in new ways do you find yourself doing this how do you help teams understand that a new perspective might be needed is this relevant in ppc as much as April is an expert, I don't like that she's not taking to, to consideration some of the PPC chat discussion etiquette. So like giving the question and actually giving one question at a time. <laughs> I know there's some great questions here and I'm sure there's going to be some great answers, but it's like there's four questions in there. So let's see how our experts um, do to do with this. So Azim replies, if I'm ever working with a new landing page or product or ad, etc., I show the copy for it to someone who hasn't yet been exposed to it. If they can't tell me what it's about within a short time frame then it goes back into review immediately akshaya replies um i think a new perspective is essential but it's tricky especially when you're wise to think of your product a certain way as you've mentioned in your book i agree that positioning should involve the product marketing sales and cs teams is it's an iterative process um, april replies i think a lot of teams suffer because some folks are carrying positioning baggage this is particularly true where the product or market has shifted from where the company started sometimes um, we have to try to set aside the old thinking to make space for new thinking um akshaya replies absolutely that's why i think an outside perspective is super helpful. Sometimes talking to customers can help us uncover great insights on how they perceive the product or feature. It's an aha moment. And then we've got Sanjeev replying to the question saying, this is much harder to when you're inside the company, the closer you are to the product, the harder it gets because your mind is anchored in what you initially set out to solve. I feel new perspective can only come from outside if internal stakeholders aren't budging. Um, Praveen replies, um, saying the best is to get an outside in view, making talk to customers um, can be a good starting point for teams to realize the gap, what they think and what customers think can be and should be extended to others in the ecosystem. April replies, I agree with this. I don't think we do enough customer discovery style interviews with customers. They can be super valuable. Alison Miriani replies saying, I think oh, this is why market research or customer research is so important. Customers often find new ways to use a product that you might not have considered, but you could 
repositioned to solve the challenges that customers have faced. Aishwara Ashok replies, I believe new perspectives come via two ways. Read what customers say about the product, support forums, given the root areas to focus, and ability to draw lessons from new experiences you go through. From communities and non-product arenas worked a great deal for me. Uh, Bashkar Mishra replies, saying, first educate folks about status quo quo bias, sunk cost bias, law of diminishing returns. Yes, I agree with that one especially. I usually would tackle it in my product strategy. The only major um, impediments are organizational red tapism and politics. This is where skills like influencing is so important. Yes, you have to be a great influencer in some companies to actually get the right strategies to be backed and implemented. And then in reply to our question, Sam um, Weber says, um, I or my team use it in all publicized customer case studies. I even stopped referring to them as case studies and use customer stories instead. April replies, I think the world is full of crappy, irrelevant case studies. There's such a big opportunity to do them better and have them to be really useful for customers. I think storytelling is a big piece of that um public health is the economy um <laughs> that's someone's name or handle it says we launched with a story of the why we developed the product and the problem it solves the problem results in very um high medical bills and um, death if not addressed the solution is a 25 dollar product and backed up with a clinical data big difference from typical storytelling and then we've got julie bicini replying saying um, i think that we often end up um, end up helping clients through a process that might end up shifting the positioning. We get back, we get data back that shows pretty clearly what is resonating so we can test and move in the direction customers tell us to. She continues shift if we're finding that um, the positioning and messages we are using um, is not attracting a good customer. You might be selling to millennials with your offers now, but if they only buy on sale and Gen X buys full price, who would you want to market to more? April replies, this is exactly where many shifts in positioning starts. We can see changes in activity that leads us to a market insights we didn't have before. Andrew McGarry replies saying, having agreed budget, having an agreed budget to test what works um, isn't religiously measured on single week performance matters a lot. You need a margin for error to find breakthroughs, though ask if, ask if retailer gets impatient. Um, and then we've got um, Emma Frank saying, I think this confidence is what a lot of modern marketing lacks. I admit I've been guilty of it myself at times. It requires self-awareness and recognition that we aren't trying to be everything to everyone, but we've made strategic decisions about what we are and aren't. And then we've got um, John Kagan replying to question three, <laughs> which is um, about like, the, yeah, just what we're the latest question that April gave about positioning, uh, saying, I try and get them to understand it isn't the funnel. Search is the end of the funnel that is being supported by other media channels. And then we replied to Julie's um, question to April, where um, Julie had said, how can the wrong positioning impact marketing and ultimately sales? I know we all probably have our own examples. April replies, bad positioning sets expectations your product can't meet, i.e. email and chat have overlapping features, but we expect email to do calendar, spam, etc. We expect chat to do receipts, real time, etc. A product can be great chat or crappy email and be the same product. Interesting. I love that answer. Um, 
And then we've got um, Dogar Thomas saying, I feel the majority of engagements point to this, but ultimately it's a lot bigger project to reposition a product than can be done in the hours allotted in the contract. To me, positioning comes before marketing because it's got to be baked into the product. That's very true. Um, Andrew McGarry says, having an agreed budget to test that works and isn't religiously measured on single week performance matters a lot. You need a margin for error to find breakthroughs. Tough ask if retailers get gets impatient. And then we've got Ryan Benyon going, I think this is relevant and I think it comes down to two things. Your product solves an actual concern. Two, you answer that pain point, you answer that pain point in your copy. I think we start there. Think about companies like Dollar Shave Club. Um, when they got started, they weren't trying to upsell. Um, and then it continues on day one. They were trying to help people see how Gillette and other razor blades were A, overpricing their product. B, were a huge inconvenience. C, weren't hip and thriving coming out of a Mac insert. <laughs> certain number every year but all they were doing was adding a blade so yeah mac one mac two mac three wasn't anything revolutionary just adding a new blade and making it more expensive around then continues i think brands fail to position themselves because they don't solve the customer's pain point they want to jump into why the technology is so much greater than the competition when the customer can't interpret how that helps them or improves their lives versus competition april replies exactly i think companies can naturally forget that their products exist exist in a context in the minds of buyers and that context is different from our context as vendors so you always have to think from a user's point of view um sam replies executives um what our product is intended for insert overly broad generalized bs hair so sell it to them us they don't want it these segments do executives make them want it uh what not that this hits a nerve or it's familiar at all so yes that's um yeah, in response to um, where Julie had talked about, I think we often end up with helping clients through a process that might end up shifting the positioning. We get data back that slows pretty clearly, shows pretty clearly that it's resonating. So we can't test and move in the direction customers tells us to. And then, yeah, Sam continues with that one saying this kind of of thing makes me want to bash my head into a desk. Executives, our product is perfect for blah 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 answer well we've tested this and we've found the following segments tend to perform best relative to decide outcome oh and then he continues executive but our product is intended for so sell it to them us they don't want it these segments do executives make them want it um yeah and then yeah julius goes it's like we are having the same conversations sam then continues a couple of years ago i was at a dinner with a global ceo for a major cpg brand who told a story about how he or she was proud of doing this exact thing then how it backfired plus the cost of cost the company millions when she didn't listen to the data geeks made me want to scream April replies, I've, oh, I've been there. Interestingly, some of the most successful products I've worked on were designed for something entirely different from what they were actually successful at doing. So yes, go for what the success is, not just what you think your customers need, actually provide the effort. Um, so Dogar Thomas replies saying, like we often sit there and say this ain't gonna work and see it not working and pointing to positioning, but then we only have X hours of month to work with 85% taken up by making the ad network go. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, Julie Bettini then continue replying to um, Dogar Thomas where Dogar says like, yeah, 
what he just said like we often sit there and say this ain't gonna work julie replies this is where the data can be our real friend if the strategy is not working or the data points to other audiences that might be better i view it as my job to explain that to the client sometimes they are open and sometimes not we can only do so much um, and Emma Franks replies, I've been trying to make this the center of my market research lately. A few qualities responses from real prospects or customers can lead to many more actionable insights than pools of quantitative stats that with no meaningful context. So that's in reply to where April had said, I do think we do enough. We do enough uh, customer discovery style interviews with customers. This can be super valuable. Um, and then, yeah, then Julie goes, um, can you, April, can you talk a little about how to do this? What kinds of questions to ask? Sometimes we can be too reliant on just data we have access to or things like heat maps and not seek human, more human input. Um, and then, yeah, I reply to that. April says, I like these questions. Describe what you used to be do before you used our product what made you decide to try something else once you did what other potential solutions do you look at this um, this helps me understand what my real competitors are including status quo um, yeah and Julia asks, um, replies it was really interesting during your presentation too when you talked about doing nothing can be a viable competitor to your product or services too I think that was so brilliant and often not even part of the conversation so um the advice was um when she talked about doing nothing can be a viable competitor to your product or services too and my franks good i started by just reaching out to friends neighbors acquaintances who fit our target and asking what they're looking for in x products where they look for great look for or get information what influences um what influences their decision etc trying to remove all my own assumptions biases up front exactly you never know where the customers of your products are and it could very well be your neighbor um and then yeah we've got julie then going i think that we often end up helping clients through a process that might end up shifting the positioning we get data back that shows pretty clearly what is resonating so we can test and move in the direction customers tell us to april replies to that this is exactly where many shifts in positioning starts we can see changes in activity that leads us to a market insight we didn't have before um, and then, yeah, Colin Slattery goes, would love to chat about positioning services versus positioning products. Um, um, I feel like products are more intuitive to position than services. Like most of us here are in agency or have agencies. A lot of us work with clients that make products, but like, how do we position ourselves or service businesses we work, we work with? B2B positioning feels so much harder. And then April replies to that, services are harder to position, in my opinion, because the concept of features in a product is static where capabilities in a service in a service are more dynamic and less well defined it can be done however but you need to be clear on what differentiated capabilities you really have sam replies i definitely agree products have an um, an artifact the actual physical thing around which you can build a story plus create a connection for services you're selling a promise to do something this is where case studies can be powerful emma franks i think the jobs to be done framework is helpful for positioning services it does take a lot of humility to accurately assess what do we provide that competitors don't if you can't identify where you excel make a choice and begin pivoting the businesses around it april replies exactly i love the jobs to be done style of interviews as well i love the jobs to be done style of interviews as 
well. And then we've got um, Andy M. Turner replying to April. Um, yeah, we talk um, in the in approach to the question of um, do you use storytelling as a tool in your work? Andy replies, it's underused in B2B customer stories where a prospect can identify with a peer and their issue and learn how their chosen approach worked and why um, our goal ideally told in a customer's own language um and then yeah andrew mcgarry replies to um colin slattery's question um where he had said like most of us here are in agencies or have agencies a lot of us work with clients that make products but like how do we position ourselves or services business we work with um andrew replies yes 100 percent. best solution i found is find the right outside professional perspective to routinely kick your ass as thoroughly as your ego can take usually your gut will tell you if they're right so yeah so take a beating and then you'll be fine um and then yeah and some reply um april says that it's funny but in b2b software we like to think we are competing with cool new startups but more often we are competing with spreadsheets and interns and um that's when um, julie had said it was really interesting during your presentation to when you talked about doing nothing can be a viable competitor to your product or services too um and then craig mckay replies oh yes excel and powerpoint are our biggest competitors they are like the easy filter you get your home diy they are like the easy filler you get for home DIY. Quick tip, fill the cracks, an easy, seem easy, cheap, cheap option. However, you never seem to stop buying filler and don't realize the creeping cost of these manual quick fixes. And April replies, exactly. Um, Sanjeev replies, true, cannot stop. Um, Akshaya cannot stop talking about this enough in every conversation about product. Um, it takes a mature mind to accept this fact. Most times you're losing to competitors for whom you never had a battle um, card prepared, spreadsheets, do nothing, no urgency. Yeah, some very good insights there. And um, yeah, before we um, before I close off, because yeah, there's some f- few more answers here. Um, and then yeah, April um, then goes... Uh, Services are harder to position in my opinion because the concept of features in a product is static where capabilities in a service are more dynamic and less well-defined. It can be done, however, but you need to be clear on what differentiated capabilities you really have. And then we've got um, Alison Miriani replying um, to the last question about do you find yourselves doing this um i that's working with teams to help them think about their products in new ways um allison replies i think this is why market research or customer research is so important customers often find new ways to find to use a product that you might not have considered but you could reposition to solve the challenges that customers had faced and i'll just end on two answers by ashwara ashok where she um replies to April's questions about do you find yourselves doing this that's working with teams to help them think about their products in new ways Ashwara replies I believe new perspectives come via two ways read what customers says about the product support forums given the root areas to focus and ability to draw lessons from new experiences you go through from communities and non-product arenas worked a great deal 
for me and then she also then gives an answers to the answer to the questions um i'm interested in storytelling and how we use it in a practical way of marketing do you use storytelling as a tool for your work she replies i believe in storytelling and more than a tool i see it as a way to be conversational and candid while you can be windy or write in fancy language nothing beats an emotive sharing of your thoughts works even where you when you're apologizing for a delay in a webinar and that's a very good point um so yeah those are our answers and questions um for this talk um this week julie rounds us up saying a huge thank you for april for guest hosting um and she definitely recommends her book which is on amazon which i will try which i do aim to get and put on my reading list and next week we have cory hank who will be talking youtube ads of course because that's his specialty the same way that um kirk williams's um specialty is shopping ads and AJ Wilcox is linked in. We've got our YouTube expert, Corey Hank. So yes, please be there here for that next week. Um, and then, yeah, before I round up, we're going to give the answer to our question. Um, and the question was in what, um, what time, um, when was it a month and year did Google stop allowing us to report an average position? Um, and the answer to that was September, 2019. So not even a year, a year yet. It's literally, that was very recent. So I hope you got the answer to that one. So yeah, I hope you found this talk very useful and found the importance of, you know, storytelling, getting an emotional, um, emotive reaction out of your customers actually knowing what they want what your product is actually trying to solve and you know targeting that segment not just targeting every single segment that you think that you know has the money to do what you need um yeah positioning right will make sure that you do get explosive growth as as um april dunford who um led us today has experienced and shared about so yeah hope you took some great takeaways and um if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solutions do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com and remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your songs kicking bye